today we're going to be talking to Moon. How are you? I am good. Did you have children younger when you were 20s, 30s? Yes. You did? Okay. Yes, much, much younger. I did. So I have, I have two adult children, I have a son and a daughter. Oh, nice. Did you have any troubles conceiving? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, with my son, I conceived my very first time having intercourse ever in life. Oh, my goodness. Well, that that's winner. Yeah, a jackpot. <laughs> Not when you're a teenager. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I hear you. I Same yeah. same story. So, yeah. um, and then with my daughter, I had actually been on the devil shop. So um, we decided uh, that we wanted to have a child. And I saw my OB doctor. He said, well, you've been on devil shop for a while. So it's going to take at least 12 to 18 months for it to get out of your system to be able to conceive. And so then I saw um, my primary care doctor ask the same question. I was told the exact same answer. A year? And even, even went to Planned Parenthood, and they told me the exact same thing. Oh. It was not the truth. Yeah, um. but um, I can I can still remember the date. I was due for my depot shot December the 14th. And I found out I was pregnant around the first week of February. So I conceived immediately and I never even had my cycle. Wow. And so this was about 20-ish years ago. Yes. Yeah. My daughter, she's 23. 23. My son is, I have a son who's 23 as well. I've been calling it AMA a lot recently because it just, it kind of incorporates older. I like wiser yeah a wiser age yeah and you know some of the, i always think if i say that i might be offending younger girls they will think the same thing when they get this age that they are wiser now but they might not agree at the moment so uh, i kind of i'm wondering if i should you know maybe not say that but ah screw it right this is for us yeah um so you started trying uh this time around when about how long ago i started Seven years ago. Seven so it's years been a seven-year journey. So, and you are how old now? I'm how, 46. 46. So, so you, I started when I was 39. 39. And so tell me about that. Well, first of all, in order to even start trying, I had to have a tubal reversal. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, I, so I remarried, and my wow. husband... He doesn't have any biological children. Um, I thought that I was done. And um, then once once I met him and we married, I decided that, you know, he, he deserves this. He's a great guy. And I wanted him to have the opportunity to father his own child or children. So um, we found a doctor in Houston, Texas, flew out there and had the surgery. Um and so that was New Year's Eve of 2014. I had that done. And so I was able to start after about two cycles, I think. Okay. And we just started. I mean, we didn't do anything other than just OPKs, um, you know, so checking to see when I was ovulating and making sure we were doing time intercourse. And yeah. um, nothing really happened. So in 20, March 2017, I finally had a positive pregnancy test that went away. And mm-hmm. so um, 
So it was an, an early miscarriage. I did. I actually went to the doctor, so it was confirmed by the doctor because I still had HCG yeah. enough in me for them to I'm be able to confirm it. And how long so ago? That was, that was March 2017, so that was two years. So you were about 41-ish? Yes. Probably-ish. So, so it, took, it took a full two years for that to happen. Gosh. And you just kept trying kind of every month just doing the deed at home, no extra supplements that you were just kind of trying like that. Right. Okay. Um, so two years. Okay. I was doing a lot. I was doing lots of reading. Um, so like I, I so much reading and I knew about things, but I wasn't always doing the things. So like I knew about CoQ10. Yeah. Um, and, but I wasn't necessarily doing it. So I, I always took prenatals. Um, then sometimes I would throw in some vodka. Um, I would do like I, I went off alcohol for a whole year. Um, Good so for you. So did I, but it was because um, I was pregnant. <laughs> Yours is much more admirable. So then um, in 2018, we finally um, sought the assistance of a fertility doctor, and that's when I found out I had fibroids. Okay. So um, May 1st, 2018, I had um, a surgery. Myomectomy? Yeah, yeah, multiple myomectomy. Oh. Um, so, ha- so they were they pretty large fibroids, or did they say anything about them? Do you know how many or what type? I think they were. I, I think there were nine. Gosh, um, girl. I do not remember the type. They That's were not extremely large. Okay. Then you know he said I could I could start you know pretty much after the the healing phase, which was about maybe six weeks or so, and so we did one um, medicated cycle with him. Mm-hmm. So it was just medicated and timed intercourse. That's it. We did one cycle with him, and then we just uh, we just didn't have the resources to do anything else at that time. We didn't. I don't blame you. It drains your account like you just like open a plug in the bottom of a pool. You have to be careful. Yeah. There's such an emotional so, part to it too. It's oh my gosh. Yeah, that's true. And you go back and forth with. Oh, can I keep doing this? Oh, I'm going to stop. Oh, I can't take it anymore. And then the yearning return. Oh, yeah. But I I have to. I have to. When you were saying for your husband to have a biological child, and that's my same story, too. My husband didn't have any biological children. And you almost take over that feeling for them in a way. You know, how we think mm-hmm. they must feel, and it sort of is all-consuming. It's just, oh gosh, we have to keep doing this. My husband well, didn't pressure me. He is around children. He's around really young children. He's, he's, he's really good with children. He mm. loves children. So when I see him interacting, or he just gazes at one mm. in the grocery store, and he waves at them, mm. and then my heart goes to aching. Yeah. Has he just kind of let you take the lead? And... For the most part, yes. It yeah. wasn't until um, it wasn't until maybe last year when he said, "You know, I just I just want my wife to be happy." Oh. And um, you know, all the amount of energy and that I put into this, and the fact that I'm always reading about something oh. related to. The conception journey, yes. the process, what I can do to enhance yes. it, going to acupuncture, you know, doing that. And yes. I've been doing it for so long. He's just like, you know, it's okay. Um, I'm okay. 
as long as I have you. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I mean, you know, that yearning will always be there for the children, but that's nice of him to express that. I don't know if all women have a husband that, you know, openly says stuff like that. So that's pretty cool of your man. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But it makes me want to do it for him even more. Yeah. (laughs) I can, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have an HSG after your tubal reversal? Do they just reattach like a tube? I don't know what they do. Right. And then the tubes are so delicate. Oh my gosh. Very probable that there's some kind of damage to Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. I mean, you have some people though, I mean, they have their tubal reversal and they just get pregnant right away. I have a friend like that. Yeah. Um, She got pregnant, I mean, the first month. Congratulations to her. I mean, totally. (laughs) Yeah. But I know that stings a bit. It's hard. The surgery immediately, right? You know, okay. after they perform it, they make sure that yeah. everything is open. And then when I had my fibroid surgery, they they did one then, okay. even though I did not I did not authorize them to do that, but they did it while I was under. Oh, okay. <laughs> so everything was open. And then when we decided to seek a second fertility doctor in 2020. I had another one done. And always open. Yes, at least one. I have one too that's really short. So they're always just a little bit iffy. Like, we don't really know. They don't say necessarily that yes or no. They're just kind of unsure about that one. But the one that's the longest, yes, it's open. Okay. That's interesting that they can't know. I mean, you would think that they would see they, they would see the fluid flowing out or they wouldn't right exactly i don't know i'm really sure (laughs) i don't know either i I would wonder um yeah so so where are you because i just had one recently because it was 2020 that was to me that's pretty recently yeah Um, actually it seems like i really don't want to have another one (laughs) yeah does it hurt you when you have them done um the last well the first one I, I had, well, the first two, yeah, you did. I was under anesthesia, so yeah. Of course I didn't, but this last one, I, there was some cramping, yeah, and um, also come to realize that my cervix was, was rather closed, yeah. So there was something that was something stuck or like covering up my cervix. So I was grateful that I had that one because then he was able to unstop my cervix. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. so that, that hurts some too. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, it, it, the first one I had was really painful. I was just wondering if sometimes, you know, women say, oh, it was very painful. I think it might unplugged it. In my case, I do. I think they actually unplugged my left side cause it hurts so incredibly bad. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting pregnant afterwards a few times, not right away though. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That's good that they were open. So where are you at right now in your trying to conceive journey? So you said you're 46 now? I'm 46, so it's kind of like, yeah. my God, if you're saying, you know, yes to us, and you're going to bless us with a baby or babies, now would be an awesome time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now 46, it's... it's been a seven-year journey. Oh. In 2020, we did one unmedicated IUI. It was actually when I went in to do my HSG and they looked into and did the ultrasound. They were like, hey, you have two mature follicles. If you want to do an IUI, we could just go ahead and do one. And I was like, okay, let's go for it. So um, two two mature follicles, and that was no medication. So That's that was interesting. On my own. 
I mean, that that can happen more at, too as we get older. You, I guess you can have a more than one follicle. Does your husband have male factor infertility or is... No. No. Oh, that's good. good. That's good. Yeah, as far as we, I mean, I don't know if, if he needs to do a more in-depth semen analysis, but I mean, as far as his count goes and motility, everything is good. Yeah, that's good. That's really a- good. Above average good. 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 <laughs> Yes. So after we did the unmedicated, then um, that was November 2020. Then the following month, we did a medicated one with letrozole. Um, Still unsuccessful. We still had two mature follicles. And so then I took a break. And then October of last year, 2021, we did our third IUI. It was a package of three. Okay. And um, still two follicles and um that's pretty good no, no positive so yeah. um my doctor i you know even though I, I really i really liked him um from the very beginning and it's because he's just very very educated yeah but i don't think he really believed in it happening for me at mm. my age and so i definitely viewed that as a hindrance to our progress and um that's too bad he said he never even had it to happen for someone my age he never had a successful IUI or IVF I just find that I really dislike when doctors say I've never had a patient your age blah 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 I because we see it all the time out in the real world so many women over 40 have babies like so many and all of the doctors are saying I've never had a how can that be I just don't understand how that could be. It's so frustrating. But, I mean, the women who do go see the doctors are probably, you know, those who are having problems. So perhaps that plays into it. I don't know. It's just, it is frustrating because we do see it all the time. Right. Yeah. And it took us so long to actually see a fertility doctor because we always said from the very beginning, we just didn't want the medication. I'm one of those... I'm one of those natural girls that, you know, doesn't like medicine, that uses all natural stuff. Me too. And deodorant. I'm that person. <laughs> Me too. So because of that, I'm like, I don't want to put these drugs in my body. Yeah. You know, then you start reading the side effects. And then once I found that the electrosol, the chemo drug, then I was like, oh, no way. I don't want to take this. Uh-huh. So um, because of that, we did not start medication early on. Like right after the tuber reversal, where when we probably would have had a higher chance of success. Yeah, and that's that's true. I I I have to agree that that's true for most of us. Um, no one wants to believe when they're first starting out. I mean, you can tell someone too, you know, a hundred times. This is what I've seen. You know, uh, there's a pattern with women. They they tend to regret it, and you can say whatever, but it just doesn't seem to really. You have to kind of go through it on your own to know, oh, darn, I should have done that. It's just like a mistake a lot, most of us make. Right. And it's not a mistake. It's just, of course, we don't, we, most of us want to have a natural pregnancy. We want to have, you know, who wants to take medicine to get pregnant? I mean. Exactly. Not just well, the really, side effects, you know, the mental part of it. Taking something natural and taking supplements. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. It's just are you taking? It's, it's a medication, so you know I take lots of supplements now. Okay, what are you taking? Um, I take uh, CoQ10. Yeah. 
I'm currently, I'm currently taking maca. Just, I just got back on the maca. Of course, I take, I take a prenatal. I recently switched yeah, to a different brand. I take vitamin D, alpha-lipoic acid. I was taking vitamin E, but I got off of, off of that. Um, after I was reading some stuff, it doesn't seem like it's very beneficial. So You're weeding them out. Um, <laughs> I had to do the same thing after a while. Just like, okay, I, you know, it gets to be so expensive, too, that sometimes it's nice to take a break from the ones that you don't think will do as much. So I think that's um, the ones gotten it. It's quite pricey. Yeah, I know. I could only do it. I am a vegetarian and I don't eat gelatin. So I don't, I have to usually buy like vegan caps or whatever they are. And that's even more expensive. Yeah. (laughs) So I hear you there. I did end up getting pregnant when I was using that. So this is not about me. Well, I mean, I'm definitely (laughs) open to... Um, adding it <laughs> to my regimen. I mean, yeah, it could um, be like so a. Sh- I may be getting some here this month. Yeah. I looked up um, the brand that was recommended um, in our forum, and so um, I may be ordering that soon. Yeah. But I mean, I just took a huge leap today, and I I scheduled my appointment for baseline blood work and ultrasound for tomorrow morning. Um, to start the IVF process. Oh my gosh. That's a huge leap. And that is a I'm huge excited, leap. And I'm also very nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, that is a huge leap. Do you have a support system in place or? The girls on the forum, you know, that's kind of it really. I mean, there's okay. one person that, that knows um, who's a friend of mine, but I call her my friend, but I met her on the forum and then we took our communication also forum and she she got pregnant after her reversal and you know when she had her baby i sent her a gift and oh. you know when she also she had um an ectopic pregnancy and oh. i sent her a, you know a gift in and so we've communicated you know over the last uh year over a year and so she knows and she's like the first person that i would share this information with That's but as really far sweet. as family no 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 <laughs> okay i know me too my I, my family doesn't know either I, I totally understand that makes it difficult it does sometimes yeah. i want to like i just i just experienced a chemical i believe i had a chemical so I wanted to share that, like, with my mom because I was a little bit, I was a little bit sad, but oh. then I was also, it, it also gave me hope because I was like, oh gosh, I haven't had a chemical in so long, yeah. so I was thinking, oh, this light therapy, it must be that. <laughs> no, tell me. So I was gonna ask. I hate always the one to ask about the light because people are gonna start thinking I'm some weirdo. But oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've been using the light, um, but. When I started off using it, I wasn't using it from the beginning, and so because I had not gone through all, read all of the pages of the information, what everyone else was doing, so yeah. I, I finally did that, and so last cycle was the first cycle where I did it from cycle day, I did it from cycle day one, Interesting. every, every other day, and then I had a chemical. Wow. I didn't start cycle day one. I started after everything had finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did it that way, and I had success. And I ramble too much sometimes, and I can edit all that out, so don't you worry, okay? Oh, God, what is she talking your about? Show. So if you want to ramble on your show, you ramble, girl.
you're going to the fertility tomorrow morning and you're going to have baselines. I mean, did you have a consultation? Are you? Well, I'm going to see why. Okay. Since they are the most economical. Yes, I, I would have to agree. One of the most economical, yeah. And I did a phone consult back in February. I am so excited for you. Are you planning to bank eggs? Are you planning just to do one cycle for now? Or do you just want to see how it goes tomorrow? I mean, what are your like initial hope? Is one going to cut it for you, one cycle, and you're done? Or what do you think your plans are? I really don't know. Don't know. Okay. It's going, it's going to depend on the cost. Yeah. I believe. What our finances look like. But of course, I'm still praying that it happens naturally. Yes. And <laughs> yeah. Well, so, hey. Um, and I know so many people start the process of IVF and then bam, they end up pregnant. Yeah. So, you know, that's really what I'm praying for. So it's like, I think that IVF can sometimes supercharge your ovaries or something. Yeah. So maybe even you do IVF. If it doesn't work. Hey, don't stop. You know, don't stop trying. So I was confused about your story. Okay. Whether whether or not did you conceive with IVF or were you in between the IVF cycles? I did one IVF cycle and that was my Hail Mary all I could ever afford. And I ended up freezing everything. I froze the three because my progesterone was too high. They wouldn't let me transfer. Um, a fresh transfer. And we, of course, that was on the other side of the continent. So we flew back, you know, our embryos are on the other side of the country um, and they've just remained there. So I was like, okay, COVID's happening. I know I can probably get lucky and save those for the future. You know, if I could just, you know, just if I can get as many follicles as they'll let me get every month and just keep trying on my own. So that's how I did it. Were, were you being monitored? Yep. I was being monitored through CNY remotely. The thing that I couldn't understand and I still don't understand is cetratide or Ganarelix. I'm not sure if I pronounced those right. They both stop you from ovulating and they do a pretty damn good job. And doctors use them in IVF pretty much every single time they do IVF. You take Ganarelix or cetratide every day from about, I don't know, um, it's been so long. I, w I could look in my, actually, I let me. Cycle day six, and I would take it cycle day six, seven, eight, and nine, and ten. That would hold off ovulation until I usually would go in around, I would try to go around cycle day 10 or 11 because my follicles would be almost you know ready by then. So I would start cycle day around cycle day six. Um, I don't agree with triggering older women's follicles super early like they do. It was bad for my IVF cycle. Um, it's bad for other women's too. I have heard so many times, quote, I think they triggered me too early, unquote. And they did. Um, I cut on a little slow. Pretty much I, I low-dosed stim for June. I think I had two cycles in June. So my retrieval was May. Two cycles in June, one in July, and two in August. Or it was one in June, one in July, and two in August. One of the issues women have is that their follicles are ready too soon. The IUI cycles, the the time intercourse cycles, you're only going to get as much as your lead follicle is going to allow you to get. When it's ready, it's going. So I don't understand why if cetratide is no more dangerous than any other drug that we put into our bodies when we're trying to conceive, why don't they use it for just plain old timed intercourse cycles? 
Why? <laughs> I, it just, it's stupid. I think so many women of advanced maternal age, especially over 40, especially over 43, 44, this is how you can get them pregnant. Stop them from ovulating, get their follicles as big as, play around with it. One cycle, try them super huge. The next cycle, uh, try them medium huge. The next cycle, just sort of medium-ish. Not small, like 16 millimeter. Dang, like 18. I just, I don't, um, I mean, when in, in nature, in a natural cycle, your, your follicle can get 30 millimeters, and that's not unusual. That's sort of why they have that cutoff of three centimeters as a cyst, anything over that, because a follicle can be up to 30 millimeters, three centimeters. My REs, they had no interest in trying to figure out what would get a 41-year-old pregnant. What's best for what type of person who has this issue and this issue and cross-referencing at this and, and looking it up, looking up women who've done these protocols versus that, blah, 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 blah. Uh, your RE isn't going to do that for you. It doesn't have the time. They know pretty much a few protocols that work and they just go with that. They get how many over 40 women compared to the rest of the ages. So yeah, it's a very small percentage of their patients are over I mean, there's quite a few, probably 35 to 38, maybe even 39, maybe even close to 40. Uh, but over 40, I mean, they, they're not going to spend their own time to maybe, maybe, what, have a 5% chance of getting one of their patients pregnant. I mean, when you think about it, it'd be kind of stupid of them. So anyway, um, yeah, cetratide is the big, the big one, I think, for getting your follicles perfect. I don't know why they don't use it for IUIs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You could get, if your lead is ready and you have four just coming up, like 13, 14 millimeter, and you have a, an, an 18 millimeter, um, and you're not on cetratide, you're going to ovulate, period. All the rest of those follicles are ruined. You just put all those drugs in your body for what reason? I, who makes these protocols up? I'm making a protocol up right now, okay? It's called, why aren't you using cetratide for all cycles? And you just let those suckers keep growing. Please know that this is all in good fun. I don't have a protocol. I'm not a doctor. I was, uh, yesterday was my one year. I was admitted a year ago yesterday and it was a hard time. And oh, wow. yeah, and it just like, oh, yeah. you know, just, I mean, but a lot of women stay so much longer in the hospital than me. Oh man. I just feel so bad I, for them. I oh gosh. Just, I, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. What did you know going in? That they were going to have to do that. Well, I knew going in that I would have to have a hysterectomy, yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, I did, I yeah. Did. Because when I um, when I had my, um, my fibroid surgery, the doctor, you know, doctors are so quick to take out women's organs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, especially male doctors. And he was like, well, if we get in there and we find that, and I said, nope, I just cut them off, nope. Under no circumstances are you allowed to remove any of my organs. Girl, I know. I hear you. <laughs> Believe me. Um, it's a, it's. <laughs> but I there's... understand in your case. Yeah. In a, in a yeah. matter of life and then yes, especially when you just gave birth to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got lucky through strong, um, aggressive medicated cycles, timed intercourse trigger, but I used cetratide. That's the difference when women do medicated cycles. Doctors do not have them use cetratide, and I don't know why. Giving F's were gone. Earn that right, honey. Until next time, 
I'm BK, and thank you for joining me on No Trigger Warnings Podcast, Get a Womb.